In A.A. A. Milne's classic stories, the bear Winnie the Pooh always had his priorities in order. An order of one. Honey. This was a good order, but not for the reason he supposed. He was unaware of the wonderful medicinal properties of raw honey. From the earliest post-flood times, ancient Near Eastern cultures believed that honey was a gift from the gods. These descendants of Noah were aware that honey had medicinal properties. Surviving records show how the ancient Egyptians used honey to prevent and cure various diseases and heal wounds. The first known official recognition of the importance of honey dates from the very beginnings of Pharaonic Egypt, the use of the title Sealer of the Honey. The Egyptians 3,000 years ago tending to the hive were known as beekeepers and honey gatherers. Honey, a healing gift from the Creator by Patrick Clark. Most of us know that bees make honey, but did you know that there are over 20,000 species of bee? Yet only seven of these species are honeybees. First, the honeybee must seek and collect nectar from a suitable flower, which is just a massive undertaking in and of itself. The nectar, a thin, easily spoiled, sweet liquid, is transformed the, in a ripening process by the honeybee to a stable, high-density, high-energy food. Honeybees have two stomachs, a honey stomach, which is used to hold nectar, and the regular stomach. When full, the honey stomach holds approximately 20 milligrams of nectar and weighs almost as much as the bee. Honeybees visit as much as 1,500 flowers in order to fill their honey stomachs. On the way back to the hive, they add enzymes to the nectar which begins its conversion to honey. The Bible contains many references to honey, such as Exodus 16.31. The manna from heaven that the Exodus Israelites eat after leaving Egypt tastes like wafers with honey. Exodus 3.8 the term milk and honey is used for the first of numerous times to describe the bounteous land of Canaan promised by God to the Israelites. Then Psalm 19, 9 and 10. King David praises God's judgments as sweeter than honey. Proverbs 25, 16. King Solomon warns against overindulgence with the example of vomiting from eating too much honey. Finally, there's Matthew 3, 4. Jesus' cousin John lives in the wilderness on a diet of locusts and wild honey. So, what exactly is honey? Alright, let me tell you. The honey that we eat is essentially nectar that honeybees have repeatedly regurgitated, sometimes into another bee's mouth or directly into the honeycomb, and dehydrated. Their drying process is accelerated through worker bees flapping their wings to drive off moisture once in the honeycomb. Honey is a concentrated water solution of two sugars, glucose and fructose, with smaller amounts of over 20 more complex sugars. It also contains some acids which, though small in amount, play an important role in the stability of honey against microorganism attacks. As well as those enzymes, it also contains trace amounts of essential minerals. It takes some 300 honeybees to manufacture 450 grams, or one pound, of honey, 
involving a total flying distance of twice around the Earth. Equipped with 60,000 smell receptor cells on the antennae packed into 170 olfactory receptors and a brain smaller than a sesame seed, the common honeybee is able to locate, transport, and transform nectar into honey. This would be amazing enough, but the cleverest part is yet to come. Throughout the ages, people with open wounds have run the risk of serious infection spreading into their body and even death. The ancient people often used honey-based treatments to cure and heal wounds and other infections. Modern insights into honey's amazing properties are revealing. Raw honey contains five compounds which provide honey with an amazing antibacterial clout. Let's go through the five traits. Glucose oxidase and bleach, aka hydrogen peroxide. As honeybees process their honey, they add an enzyme called glucose oxidase as a preservative. On contact with free water, this enzyme produces from the sugar glucose a slow release of hydrogen peroxide. This chemical is an alternative to chlorine bleach used in household whitening and disinfecting. It disinfects by rapidly oxidizing components on the outside of bacteria, killing them by creating holes in the cell membrane. And all raw honey contains glucose oxidase. Honey made from the nectar of the tea tree blossom can contain large amounts of dietary methylglyoxal. In 2006, Thomas Henley discovered that this enzyme gives Manuka honey its unique antibacterial and antiviral properties. Later, Henley added that dietary methylglyoxal in this honey would stable within the mouth, throat, and stomach where it can kill disease-causing bacteria. Upon reaching the small and large intestines, methylglyoxal broke down into lactic acid. So this antibacterial, according to Henley, is not absorbed into the body and does not pose a dietary risk for consumers. In the lab, no bacterium or virus has so far been shown to be resistant to high levels of methylglyoxal, including many of the so-called superbugs that have become resistant to man-made antibiotics. Also, apodacin is made by honeybees, and its presence is very rapidly lethal for many gram-negative bacteria. Then there's bee defensin-1. For many years, this defensin was thought to exist only in bee royal jelly. Recently, it was discovered to be a key component of honey, too. This compound punctures the bacterial membrane, causing the cell contents to leak out, killing the bacterium. Clinical trials have been undertaken in major hospitals using medical-grade forms of unheat-treated honey in healing wounds, especially in patients whose immune system is compromised, and the initial results are promising. So, let's talk about some amazing bee facts. How they communicate. Bees use a wiggling dance, which is just an extraordinary way to tell other bees where to find nectar. For more about that, listen to our other episode, Dancing Bees. Then there's the honeybee swarm decision-making. When scouts report potential new hive sites, the swarm uses competitive group dance-offs to eliminate poorer options and choose the best hive site. If you happen to have a copy, you can read about this in Creation Magazine issue 30 from 2007. Next, we have honeybee navigation. Bees have biological airspeed gauges, gyroscopes, compasses, and more, enabling precision flying and navigation and they use a form of optic flow monitoring to land safely hundreds of times a day, 
on widely varying surfaces. As we heard in the last article podcast, scientists are racing to apply this discovery to drones and other pilotless aircraft. Next, we have honeybee computation. The notorious traveling salesman problem finding the shortest route between multiple locations can keep supercomputers busy for days. Yet the tiny brain of the bee routinely solves such problems for hundreds of locations. Frankly, honeybees outsmart our supercomputers. And finally, there is the pollination. Pollen is produced by the flowers of seed plants and contains the plant's male genetic material. When transported by honeybees and other insects, pollen from one flower is able to fertilize the female part of a different flower, and we call this cross-pollination. This is most useful for greater genetic diversity. Bees are efficient pollinators, as pollen readily sticks to their fuzzy exterior. They also deliberately collect pollen in special structures on their hind legs. This is not for making honey, but as a protein source for feeding their larvae. Well, this about wraps up our series about honeybees. Honeybees do not have the benefit of a university education, yet they perform the multiple complex functions needed to produce honey, navigation, flower identification, and so on, and handle complex organic chemistry with ease. Such complexity does not arrive by fortunate happenstance. See, honeybees operate only using pre-installed programs that work if all the elements are in place from the word go. For example, a honeybee's GPS guidance system is far more efficient than many human equivalents. Think of all those news reports where humans programmed their GPS devices and promptly got lost. And honeybee's antibacterial components often have the edge over man-made versions. And then there's honey. God's sweetener and medicine. Surely it is one more evidence that his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have clearly been perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Romans 1 20. The scientific aspects of creation are important, but they are secondary in importance to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ as sovereign, creator, redeemer, and judge. And did you know that Jesus believed the book of Genesis? That's why creation.com has a diverse collection of Christ-centered information that connects the book of Genesis to Christ, the creator of heaven and earth. Learn about anything that you would like to know about God's design with articles, videos, and podcasts at creation.com. I recommend that you subscribe to this podcast on your phone for starters and sign up for our email newsletter on the homepage at creation.com. I am Joseph Darnell. And for all of us at Creation Ministries International, thanks for listening.